brand new episode of Phoenix Down, Phoenix Down episode number 98.2, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Sunset Overdrive. Today I have with me Anthony. Hardcore. Hardcore. Man, that guy is annoying. Oh, I liked him. I couldn't stand that guy. In fact, I couldn't stand anybody in the LARPers community. Even the one that was like regular. Well, she's annoying because she says she doesn't want to. When that, uh, but then, does it. but but I liked hardcore because his side mission was great. I never did the side mission for him. Ah, where he's just like it's just can you prove you're hardcore enough for hardcore? And he gives <laughs> you a foam sword, and the idea is just to smash everything. Okay. So yeah. is that all he says is hardcore? Yes. The whole time? Yes. That is obviously a Game of Thrones reference. Hodor, yeah. Oh, yep. God damn it. I just realized that. Oh, yeah, this... Big burly dude who only says one word. Yeah. yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so uh, last we left off, we were finishing up the uh, the missions for the, uh, the samurai troop. Um, we had uh, rescued Brill Cream, brought him back um, w- without any arms or legs, but uh, he was alive. Um, and um, yeah, we present him to. The troop master that took over, which was Norton, I believe. Yeah. yeah and it, it, you see in the moment where it's talking about Norton kidnapping him. Yeah. You see him throw Brill Cream in the back of the truck. He's got arms and legs. See, I wouldn't even pay attention, I guess. It's it's so small, and they, yeah. Anyways. So, we are going to, or Brill Cream is going to punish him. I don't know exactly how. I would assume just throw him out to the wolves. Throw Brill, throw Brill Cream at him multiple times. Like a yeah. dodgeball. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, threatens us with a can of overcharge. And, well, he drinks it. And uh, doing so, he turns into a mutant OD dragon. And that is our next boss fight. I thought this was cool. Yep, this is probably the best boss fight in the game. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I feel like I accidentally cheesed it. Because I beat this boss fight in probably two minutes. Yeah, it might take a little bit longer, but not much. So, 
you're chasing this dragon as it's like going through like the streets. And uh, the point is you're supposed to basically like rail slide on its back and then come up to its head and then hit it in the head um, with the melee weapon. And you have to do this three times. First time's easy. You just get on him and then hit him in the head. And when you do that, it knocks you off and you have to get back on it or chase it down, then get back on it. The first time I did this, the first hit uh, was kind of normal. But when the animation of knocking me off of the dragon happened, I landed right there at the tail of the dragon and immediately just slid back up and did it That's again. Fine. Yep, just do that, man. Uh, that's not cheesing it. That's being smart. It was accidentally happened. I don't think the game wanted me to do that. Um, because th- while I was doing that, they told me, "Hey, you have to shoot the spikes on the back." And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, but it takes second for the spikes to grow." Yeah. So, and I think um, I beat the spikes. <laughs> the, the second, the second time you attack him is my favorite uh, fourth wall breaking moment where he grabs or where your character grabs the meter. Yeah. It, it grabbed the, um, the style meter. Yeah. And, and I the- think saying that this game, I won't reference that in it's later, but like um, this game is at its best when it is, almost like an over-the-top anime. Right. And it's at its worst when it's trying to be edgy humor. Yes. Like, I don't like the Duke Nukemness of it. It is very polarizing, this game. Because sometimes it's like, huh, that's all right. And then sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, God, come on. Hey, look, <laughs> there's a joke. Yeah. You, this game has obviously done better than this. Why are you throwing this in? And it just comes like, off kind of lame. You know, when... How is he talking to us? Neither of us have a phone. Nope. Alright, that's that's fine. Um, And, you know, it, it's funny to hear at first, like, to be like, whoa, there's some swears. But then it's just like, I get it. it the joke is that this is only killing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, throwing throwing in the curse words just because you can curse to make it sound, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. This the, the game. All I can think of is like this is the closest thing to the Duke Nukem Forever in terms of humor. Uh, good. In in some ways, uh, uh, when it's at its worst. Yeah, when it's at its worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when it's when at its, its best, it's 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 the total. It it. it it's got both ends of the spectrum, bad yeah. humor and good humor. And it's like, you know, we were talking about hardcore, you know, like the, the mission was funny, but like, yeah, before that he's annoying as hell. Like there's just, the, the, I got it there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, uh, towards the end of this game, it got worse. Oh, that's the reason why I said, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I don't mind the the self referential stuff. 
Some of it's okay, like you know, grabbing the meter bar and hitting the boss with it. With but, but it, see, like I don't think that's funny. I think that's weird and cool. Yeah, it's you know? stylish. Yeah, it's, it's stylish. It's sort of, yeah, sort of breaking stylish. And it's 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 funny because of it being absurd. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's like funny as in like a super laugh out loud because they wrote a good joke. I think it's funny because somebody thought of something cool and it's so dumb that it's funny. Yeah. It, it, you, the same reason why you laugh at like a John Wick movie. You know, like it's not that it's funny. It's that oh shit, this is this this is this so is ridiculous. Dumb, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I mean, it, you know. Which I have to I have to give Capcom props here. That gag was used previously. Marvel vs. Capcom three, Deadpool grabs oh, his yes. health bar health right. bar and hits you in the face with the health bar. I forgot about that. Yep. But um Huh. Yep. Um and the Deadpool movies, I feel like, does a way better job at this kind of suffering humor. humor. Yeah. Him, him going, oh, God. Him going and killing Ryan Reynolds whenever he's auditioning for the fucking green. No, <laughs> green. Uh, this is great. And then it's just... <laughs> yeah. Or the killing of um, his other self from Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. They, they did a great Trying job Trying to figure there. out if you should kill baby Hitler. Yep. Have you seen... This is, side, this is really off topic now, but um, I own both versions of Deadpool 2. Okay. Which is Deadpool 2 and then Once Upon a Deadpool. Right. And the stuff they have to cut out in what... Like, there is just a moment where they are purposely riding the line of what they can and can't say because it's different writing. Mm-hmm. And then the, the moment where Deadpool is torn in half, it's just silence. They just stare at each other because the whole thing is that it's a narrative that's being told. Deadpool has, um, Oh God. The kid from um, Princess Bride, who's now all grown up, obviously, chained to the bed. So he can't leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're just, yeah. it's just silence of like a horrified face. And, of course, Deadpool has the mask, so it doesn't have the emotion. <laughs> just stares right ahead. Yeah. Don't watch that version, though. Like, see if you can find those clips on YouTube. It's the same movie. With some weird go. changes, they, yeah, yeah, they do. They could do a better job with that stuff in Deadpool. Yeah, I, I feel like even the Deadpool game, which I did not like. I think that. I think the Deadpool game played like garbage. Oh yeah, I, I traded it in. I know it's a, but I did. For a game. I did enjoy the the humor in it. Um. That Deadpool was the Duke Nukem Forever that Duke Nukem Forever wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this game thinks it's the Duke Nukem that, Forever that Duke Nukem Forever wants to be, but isn't no. at all. It only it, it it's the only one that thinks that. 
And like I realized some of this is like, well, maybe if we played in the time, maybe our sense of humor has changed. But like, I, I don't know. Some of the stuff is, it starts off better. Like, you know, I, I, it's mm-hmm. weird because I'm like, yeah, the jokes at the beginning of the game were okay. Yeah. Um, and then and then it just, it, it, they're okay, but then they overstay their welcome. Um. Yeah. yeah. And so we finished. Aside, yeah. All right. Well, I'll say this. Aside from from one joke, it kind of stands the test of time. We'll see what it's like in twenty years. But there's one joke that's obviously like, wow. This is the one I pointed out. Yep. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. Uh, I mean, still there. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So yeah, after finishing the troop, uh, Bro Cream is now the returning troop master, and he comes up with an idea to get us out of Sunset City. And then he draws it with his mouth on a piece of paper. Yep. Um. He tells you to go and deliver it to somebody specifically, and then you find out that there are larpers, and that guy is sick. Yep. Um, so, now, can I just say I was expecting the joke to be that Brill Cream draws it out and you finally see what the plans look like and it's literally just scribbles? <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Like, it, he can't actually draw with his mouth because he hasn't had the... He hasn't done it before. <laughs> and that it was somehow still going to be readable, but you never see it. And I was like, well, that... It seems weird that they kind of dwelled on him drawing it so long to not pay off in that sense, but I'm like, alright, whatever. I feel like this game tries to do Bro Cream as much justice as possible. They try to make him like a certified badass, even without arms and legs. Okay. Like, like he's, can I skip pro- a, can he's I skip probably the smartest person in this entire game. Oh, for sure, and I'm not saying like, it's... It, I'm not saying it, 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 it was just one of those moments where I was like, I was expecting the plans to work still. Like, I was expecting whoever you handed it to for it to make complete sense. Right. I was just expecting the visual gag to be, like, it's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. Um, so, I'm skipping ahead to talk about the DLC. Okay. So, um, at the end of this, Brill Cream gets a mech. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. We're skipping ahead to that. And I thought the game was glitched. <laughs> because you, um... Brill Cream has been, like, taken. And he's getting back into his mech at one point. Um, and, uh, it, it's, like, it's just dwelling on the screen. I'm like, did the game, like, freeze? There's still sound and stuff happening. And then you see him jump, try to jump into the mech. You just see his head pop on the screen, because it's, like, zoomed in to where, the, where he would be in the mech. Right, but it's empty. I'm like, did they not load his model in or something like that? And then you see him have to like chin climb his way. <laughs> it's this super long video of him having to like climb in by like pulling himself along with his chin into the hole. <laughs> it's just like the audio, the the music has stopped playing, and I was like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like this, but it's it's hilarious that it happened that way. And the whole the whole DLC is basically 
you and him working together. Um, but the, the even then, the joke is not at Brill Cream's expense. It's you're trying to find his sister. His sister's a piece of shit CEO who is going to f- drink uh, give Fizco to all the uh, workers that were trying to unionize on this oil rig, and then she's killed by the sea monster. And um, uh, <laughs> at the end of it, when you've killed the giant DLC monster, ugh, um, <laughs> your character is sitting on Brill Cream's like mech hand. He goes, "Yeah, and uh, I'm just glad uh, we all made it out alive." Oh, except your sister. <laughs> and then Bro Cream's got this really sad look on his face. He's like, hey man, cheer up. Well, uh, you know what I do when I'm sad? And then it just has this stupid animation that says, kill things. And it's like, oh, uh, except for your sister. <laughs> Bro Cream just drops you and flies away. It's like, holy shit. It was just the meanest joke in the whole game. It was just to be like, your sister, and it comes in the matter of like a minute. The two jokes about his sister dying. <laughs> the DLC was pretty good, though. It was a uh, this whole new oil rig off the uh, coast that you can almost like surf to. Uh-huh. Because I don't know if it was introduced in the main game, which was kind of an issue, but you can continuously surf by going under the water. No, that's not in the main game at all. Yeah, so if you. Uh, when you're going on the, when you, you hit the water, you hit X, you slide across. If you hit X again, your character dives under the water. And then if you hit X again, they resurface and start to slide again. It's not great, but it works. You also have the option to duck under and then come back up by hitting A and you boost out of the water super high. Okay. That sounds kind of cool. But it was a neat. It was a neat DLC. the The oil rig is really easy to get around on. Um, there's a mission where a man is fighting with his mother. And spoilers: the twist ending is that it's a psycho reference. The mother's not actually there. I'm pretty sure it's a psycho reference. Sounds like it. Yeah, like it's it's him in the mother's dress. That's definitely psycho. Yeah, and the character goes. I don't think anyone under 25 is going to get that reference. <laughs> but he's talking to the mother the whole time. I'm like, that's a man's voice. I'm like, I'm going to assume this is how this is going to end. And it does, but it gave me a flamethrower weapon. Because all the OD are now oil-based in the DLC. Okay. So they burn. Like, the exploders leave, like, um, the poppers leave a oil slick that catches on fire. It's huh. weird. It was pretty good, though. Uh, there, I haven't done the second an, one. I was about to say, there's another DLC, right? Yeah. Hmm. I will end up playing that. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. No, you we, go to the, we go to the LARPers. Yeah, I go to the LARPers, and the leader of the LARPers, who is the guy who is going to devise this, well, boat to get us off the, uh, get us off the, uh, is Sunset City an island? It seems like it no, is. No, it's not. Sunset City is on the coast. Okay. The one section, because you try to fly over the section that's attached to mainland. Right. Yeah. And you can't. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, we get there, and the, uh, the leader of the LARPers is unfortunately ill. And, um, these idiots are taking LARPing very seriously, 
to the point where they believe that they are in what 16th century. I don't know, man. It's kind of just generic old time shit. Yeah. There's no logic to any of it. No. But there is one person who actually uh, realizes that we're just LARPing and this is all actually happening and everybody else is acting stupid. Um, She acts dumb too. She does. Yeah. She acts dumb too. Because. The first mission you have to do is the one where you have the crew that are picking bark off the fucking trees. Yeah, because that's a 16th century medicine. Sure, you know, I I suppose. And we have to protect them. And um, that uh, that was an annoying one for me, protecting all those people. I didn't have any issues. That was pretty easy. Um... Because they would heal at times. Yeah, they would heal. Like I didn't have a problem with them. I had a problem with me keeping me alive. Oh, I feel, um, and especially the last thing in this game that you do. One. You're talking right the last one of this mission. No, the last mission of this game. They were so stingy with the healing stuff. No, oh. I got so annoyed with that. All right. Well, I. The point where the bard is dead was funny. Yeah. So they have a bard. They have a a portion of this. Like, you can always hit the Y button to have a bard camera. Oh, see, it didn't tell me that. Yeah. Oh, that would have been even a better joke. Yep. The entire time you're doing this, you can always hold down Y, and it goes to the bard. And it shows him playing and singing. And then after you do it twice, yeah, after you do, after you protect them twice, they're like, hey, why'd the music stop? And they're like, yeah, the bard's dead. And then it it just cuts to a blood, yeah, dead body and blood splatter everywhere. And I was like, that's great. I love it. I, I, that was a good one. And then it, then, you know, then we have the girl who is, still in modern times, it seems like. Now she's like, I want to be the bard. And I'm like, what? What? Get it? Because the joke is that it's going to be more modernish music, so she plays the rock version. It's a joke. Yep. Uh, just <laughs> scream a little bit louder. Yeah. Uh, but then we take the bark medicine back to uh, the leader, and well, <laughs> does nothing because it's tree bark. So we need to get actual medicine. Uh, so we have to, and we, we go to Fizco. So we have to find some, yeah. uh, basically what's Robitussin. I think it's called Fizco Tussin or something like that. Uh, and sure. And the problem is, is that they, the rest of the group will not accept us giving him Robitussin. So we have to do it the 16th century way. So we have to cover ourselves with leeches and then drink all of the Robitussin and have the leeches suck it out of our bloodstream and then put the leeches on him. Not how leeches work. No. Um, They don't then deposit... 
whatever is in the pot. That annoyed the shit out of me. I know this game is not um, scientifically accurate. I get it. But it was just like, this is the this is the dumbest thing that they've done in terms of like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, no, uh, how does that make any sense? <laughs> it doesn't. Ah, get it? The joke is like, get put leeches on your body. I'm like, I think the leeches enough would have been funny. I don't think we need to do. <sighs> I yeah, I think the it's joke is the, the joke is we get high off of Robitussin. Yeah. Uh, that was the whole point. I think of this it mission. would have been better if you had to take some sort of painkiller. Yeah. And that the painkiller, you know, because you have all these leeches attached to you. Because the leech idea was great. It just didn't make any sense as to why you'd have to get leeches and then drink stuff. Yeah. So. It's dumb. But yeah, this whole mission, we are high off of Robitussin covered in leeches and we start hallucinating. Uh, we see uh, a bunch of Fizco stuff pop up. Fizzy himself shows up and we have to follow him. Um, we are, we start to believe that the floor or the ground is lava. So we I have to, that not, was pretty good. That was pretty good until I fell into the lava about 20 times. Oh, I didn't have that issue. Oh my get God. Good. Yep. Get good. Um, I like the idea that it was weirdly skeletons and stuff. Yep. But but again, there there is a moment in this where you first get to see one of the cheerleaders, though. Yes, that's the whole introduction to the cheerleaders is that there is like a ninja cheerleader with this day is the of first, the dead uh, <laughs> like makeup on. Yeah. Um. This is the first. Technically, this is the first time you see them because yes. they are mentioned earlier in the game. Yes, they are. But um yeah. Uh we're we're getting attacked and one of them teleports out of nowhere and kills one of the skeletons and then teleports away. And they're like, what the hell was that? But uh yeah. We make it back to uh the base. We we come off of our trip and we put the leeches on the guy. And it cures him of his fever. And uh, now he's hungry. And so we have to feed him. Well, we can't find any food. So what do they eat in the 16th century? They eat a lot of birds. So we decide to go lure a bunch of pigeons into traps and burn them alive. And How this many times mission, do you have to do this? Oh man, I did this probably about eight, nine times. Yeah, me too. Holy it crap! It seems like they spawn randomly. They do, and oh, it's annoying. Yep. Yeah, we have to jump on these little bumpers. We have this like little section of the street that's basically like throw a bunch of like bird seed here. And they'll all come flocking, and then you just you have to land on the bumper to make the flames come up. Oh uh, man, this was this was like controller induce breaking inducing. Like I was just like I was like I'm ooh, I'm about done with this. I almost sent you a message saying I think I might just quit here. <laughs> I was so angry, but then yeah. I was like, 
watch. Drew will have no problem with this. So I'm kind of glad that you did. No, this was... This I felt was... like an idiot. Uh... Which, I mean, I feel like an idiot a lot of times, but this one was like, this seems really simplistic. There's zero reason why I should have this this much trouble with this simple of a concept. Yeah. You have to burn 500 pigeons in two minutes. Yeah. And man, this, I I was, I would say this is the worst part of the game. The, The last, the last mission really made me upset too, but this, I feel like was the worst part of the game. So, um, are you saying you're saying the last mission of the game? The, the uh, or the last uh, yeah. mission of this section? No, the last mission of the okay. game. Uh, not not the boss fight at the end, but the one no, right you're before that. The survive as long as fucking possible. Uh, no. All right, we'll talk about that when we get. There. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But we're almost there anyway. So, um. We um, get a bunch of food for him, and he agrees to help us under one condition. We have to prove that we can fight. And he wants us to take out the king of the scabs in a siege. So we have to go get this rhinoceros helmet. (laughs) Go get it from the guy. He's the leper. Yep. And the leper Why is... Why you called the leper? It's like, I gave him his sister crabs. I was like, that's actually pretty good. That's that's what the, He's the only normal person in this entire group. Yep. Uh, and then he gets immediately killed. So, uh, but yeah, we get the, we get the, the head of the battering ram, which is a rhinoceros helmet. Which From we can... museum, I think. I, I guess. I don't know. I thought they said where they where it came from, but yeah, you have to use it for like a hot minute. Yeah, to kill enemies. Um, but then uh, we start the siege, which is at this carnival fairground area. Um, boardwalk. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, we have to protect the siege weapon while it slowly moves ahead. Uh, which was not difficult. Um, what was difficult, although I thought was a really cool thing, is fighting while on this roller coaster. I loved it. I thought it looked really cool, but when it came to actually chasing down the roller coaster to kill the boss, I was like, yeah, this is annoying. Um. I would have wanted more of this, to be honest with you. It's like, oh, this is where the extreme of this this whole combat system goes. Instead of just grinding on a rail back and forth until enemies are dead. Yeah. Because the way everything... I sent you a message after after last week where I said, this game would be a lot better if it focused on melee combat. And the reason why I said that was you are so far away from most enemies. It's hard enough, I understand, but you're so far away from most enemies that 
it's just this weird, like, the whole concept of the game is to disengage as much as possible and just keep firing from afar. And I think if you were in, if it was more about melee combat, like, you could have these moments, but, like, the enemies would have to change. Like, there's no enemies that ride rails. They sit on rails, they hang from rails, but they don't ever ride them. And it's like, you you are never put against anything that has similar powers to you. And I know that's not a necessity, but it feels like it should be there. Like, everything attacks the same way. If it's got a gun, it shoots from afar. Otherwise, they will come in and try to bash you by getting close. That's every enemy. Yeah, seems like it. And so, like... When you're on this roller coaster, this is the only time where a character is moving like you move, even though he's in a cart, of course. And instead of attacking you directly, he's attacking the rail. Right? I'm like, that's interesting. Like, it it almost reminded me of the uh, train chase earlier on, although that was a different reason why that was really good. But it's like, that's the same concept. Like, you have taken this and you've made it important rather than just a crutch that you have to do because otherwise you die. I, I Maybe I'm crazy. I, I just thought that this was a better use of all the abilities this game has relied on than most of the game. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I got tired of bouncing, I got tired of grinding rails. Yeah. Um, until I did the DLC, which I felt was better suited for all of that stuff, which doesn't make any sense of why the DLC would be better suited for combat than the um than the rest of the, the like the main game. And I get it, they have to all make it look like a city and the oil rig I guess re- like lends itself a bit better, but like just every every combat session was like, I'm going to grind a rail. Oh, I'm too far. Hit the X button. Grind the other way back towards the enemy. Uh, hit a bounce pad. You know? Um, so I like this. I liked it a lot. I like the, the roller coaster thing. I just couldn't find the last explosive barrel. It took me a while. Yeah. I don't think the, the minimap in this game is great. No. It's no. But uh, this is also where nah, apparently the only person that actually dies in this game are the villains and Walter. Because the leader of, I don't even what the, remember what the leader's name was, leader of the LARPers. Who gives a shit? Yeah. He gets shot because they refuse to use real weapons. They just use swords and stuff and crossbows. He gets shot and then gets back up and he's like, give me a fucking gun. And then that's where you get your your AK. The bard also died. That's true. The bard, the bard did die, and and the leper. Yep. Yeah, the leper too. But uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So they they they've decided to you know I'm going to take guns now. But he survives, even though he got shot, and everybody thinks he's dead. And then gets back up. And I'm like, okay, well, there you go. So uh, they finally said, yes, we will 
build your boat. So uh, he says, come back the next day and I'll have it ready for you. To which I finished that mission and he's like, okay, it's ready. I'm like, all right. So we go and get the boat. The boat is made out of garbage. It is made out of legit garbage that is just pieces of crap laying around. And the whole trope is that we have to constantly fill it with garbage to repair the boat. It's, this was okay, I think. It never got bothersome to me. The only thing that bothered me was that the new bard, the lady, she's now pretending to be a ship captain. And she will not shut up. Are you in it agreement with me? me? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was stuffing my fish. Gotcha. Um, the only part that annoyed me, other than her, she got tiring, boy, um, was the fact that at one point you have to, you go down the path. Oh, wrong way. Yeah, this this mission lasted like way too long. This way is the longest long. mission in the game. I would I would assume so. Yes, and the reason why I hate that trip of well the wrong way, um, somebody programmed it. Like you know what I mean? Like you purposely made her go the wrong way. Like why to extend this? I've never understood that in video games. And they extended it, most certainly. And it's always in some sort of weird escort mission, which can all fuck themselves. Yep. So we have to constantly go pick up trash and throw into the the boat to fix it, because it's constantly getting attacked. They introduce a new type of OD, which are the wingers, which are flying creatures that shoot fire. Yeah. They look like bats, almost. Yeah, they just look like bats. Oh, the dragons! No, no, we already have one called the dragons. We have to call you something different. Yep. I did like that. Yeah. I was like, that okay, was- it's got wings, so why don't we just call them wingers? Yeah. And then somebody else says that they're dragons later on, and the other guy goes, no, no, we've discussed this earlier. They're wingers. That's, uh... That just reminds me of the, the Turd Ferguson joke. Ah, uh, Bert Ferguson. Yep. Yes, Bert Ferguson. <laughs> yes, uh, Bert Reynolds. Ah, that's not my name. <laughs> um, yeah. Turd uh. Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, right? It's a funny name. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we um. We escort the boat, and it's just the captain and us, the the bard girl, and we're like, "Hey, we can get out because uh, the whole point is is that the uh, barrier that Fisco has put up around Sunset City uh, will scan things to see if it allows it to leave or not, and all it detects is a bunch of trash and unwanted <laughs> stuff, including the two people that are on it." <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yep. 
And it's like, okay, you guys can go through. So we we fly through. Nothing here but garbage. Trash. Yep. Complete trash. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, as we're leaving, we then get uh, a phone call uh, from Sam saying to cover that, up the evidence. Yep. What do you mean they're trying to cover up of the evidence? What evidence? Uh, where are the evidence? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's pretty good. So Fizco is uh, sending out their Fizz bots to basically kill everybody in the city because no witnesses for this. And so the main character's like, we have to go back. And the captain's like, uh, no, we just got out of here. And she pulls out a gun and then we pull out a whole bunch of guns like the mask. Yeah, what I liked is that when you look at the guns, it is literally all the guns you can basically get in the game strapped onto and into each other. Yep. And the captain's like, okay, we'll turn around. So we go back to town. I was, by the way, at that point I go, if you make me escort this fucking <laughs> trash heap back, I'm throwing the disc into the trash. They luckily didn't. No. So, uh, yeah, now now all hell's breaking loose. Fizco has invaded pretty much everywhere, so we have to go and uh, protect everybody, all the factions. We go to the troops, find four Kim, trying to hold them off. Then we had to go rescue Sam um, and the rich kids. And that's when we finally decide we need to take this fight to Fisco. How do we do that? And that's where they say, well, there's another faction running around who we know sneaks into Fisco almost every night. They're like, great, that would be the best way to do this. Who are they? And they are the ninja cheerleaders. So we have to go and visit the ninja cheerleaders. Which is, they're held up in a hospital. Um, going and finding them, they don't want anything to do with us. In fact, they beat us up on multiple occasions. We first arrived there, they beat us up and knock us out. And then they treat our wounds in the hospital and tell us to get the hell out. We don't want nothing to do with you. The reason why is because these ninja cheerleaders are taking upon themselves to take care of all the children from Sunset City. So they've got them all in these these hospital rooms. And so we're like, all right, look, you sneak into Fizco. I need to know how to get in there. And they're like, nope, we're not helping you. We don't care. So we're trying to rack our brains on how we could get them to agree to help us. So we can't figure it out. First thing we try to do is they're awesome ninjas. What do they want? Mm, maybe they'd like a sword. How do you make a sword? Well, you need to get some metal. So you have to go find some metal. The, um, actually no, we go to, we go to find the best sword in Sunset City which is owned by this really rich guy. Uh, and we go up to his penthouse 
and the sword's gone. He took it and he left the city. Isn't he going to kill himself with it outside yes. of the city? No, yeah, it was a corporate uh, samurai. Samurai's yeah. honor and commit seppuku. <laughs> no, corporate seppuku, seppuku, sudoku, um, sudoku. Yes, sudoku. Um, <laughs> Harry so Carey, like, Harry Carey, Harry Carey. Ah! I have heard. I have heard. Like my one of my bosses said that one time. And I was like, Harry Carey was a sports announcer. I was thinking <laughs> Harry Carey, the um, character um, Will Ferrell played. Yeah, that's the sports announcer. Oh, is it really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a real person. He's, I he's, know he's a real person. <laughs> yeah, that's a real person. He is. He is parodying. That was the the oh Cubs sports God. announcer for years and years and years. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a real person. Great. If the moon were made of barbecue spare ribs, would you eat it? <laughs> yeah, that's a real person. Um, anyway. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> more SNL references in this one episode. Yeah, no um, kidding. But, uh, yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, we, we asked the, the bard lady. Um, she knows a little bit about metalworking. It's like, hey, how do you make a sword? Well, you need to get some metal. Okay, well, he has a bunch of awards here, so I'm just going to take that. And you need to get a hot fire so you can meld it. They're like, okay, how about the hottest fire known to man? We'll do nuclear power. So we have to go to a nuclear power plant and forge a sword using nuclear power. But this was another moment where I went, See, this game was great because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Because once you get that vent, what you have to climb up to the top because you have to kill a bunch of OD and break a bunch of shit. Who gives a shit? That's just random game stuff. But then you climb up to the top, you fight the wingers, yep. and then you are diving into the into the smokestack thing, whatever it's called, um, smashing the metal it shoots you back up with the air and then you come down and smash it again. I'm like, this is great. Like, this is the dumb I like in this game. Yeah, that was really cool. And then the moment after that. Where the so, sword is supercharged? Yeah, so the sword is supercharged with well, nuclear power. Fire. It's fire at first, I think, right? Just fire? Yeah, I think the electricity comes after you. No, yeah, the electricity comes after you. You temper it, it. Yeah, yeah, when you yeah. when you cool it. So it it's it's a fire sword that kills stuff in one hit. Yeah, and then you go and put it in water. So you go to the water treatment plant and douse it in water, and now it shoots fire and has electricity. And, and so I'm you're like, like, this is the greatest thing. And I was hoping that we'd be able to just have it for the rest of the game. Like, this is how you end a game. If I yeah. can use this all the time. So, um, what, what do they call it? It's, it's a play on Excalibur. Yeah, Excal- it's, it, well, it's uh, a play on Excalibur and Masamune. So it's the Escalamune. The Escalamune. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, um, 
we uh and so we go back to the cheerleaders and like hey we got this awesome sword let me show you how it works and od come out of nowhere and they're like you have to slaughter what like 300 od 500 something like that no it's not od it was the robots oh right it was the fisco robots that's right and you are just it is chaos and it's amazing and i was like yeah this is what i needed in this game yep more of this please and you just slice and dice all of them. And it's unimpressive. Cheerleaders don't give a crap. And they're like, well, great. And then you accidentally shoot a laser beam next to a child's head with the sword by just pointing it. <laughs> and then they kick the shit out of you and ruin the sword. Yep. Well, now it's no longer supercharged. But it is now your melee weapon. So we're trying to think... What do these cheerleaders care about? Well, they care about these kids. So we go and ask one of the kids. And the kid references cancer. He's got cancer. And they're like, oh, this is horrible. Well, what is well, it? I've never, cli- yeah, I've never yeah. climbed a mountain. Yeah, that ain't happened. Yeah. I don't remember what the other one was. And then it's also just like, no. Yeah. Never been to a baseball game, I think we said. Yeah. Yeah, they're overrated. I've never climbed a mountain. No. Yeah. And he's like, I've never seen a rock concert before. And like, your character gets very impassioned. Very impassioned. Which like, doesn't make any sense because not once has. So it would be one thing if the beginning of this game, when you're working the electronic show, your character mentioned the fact that they hate electronic music or something. It'd be weird. This would make more sense if this game was more musically inclined in terms of the material in the actual game rather than just the soundtrack. Right. But it's such a out of character moment. I'm like, all right. I suppose. Yep. So the main character's like, you've never seen a rock concert before? Well, we're fixing that. And the next mission is getting the band back together. There was never a band. To there was never a band to begin with, but we just go around trying to find people. So we had to find four Kim, who says that she can play drums. We have the bard who can play bass. Now we just need. Uh, and, oh, and I have to say, the four Kim stuff was not that bad. The 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 bard slash captain dragging her butt back to shore. Uh, was annoying. Yeah. They fix so the DLC has something similar. But boy, dude, it's like clearly they were like, yeah, that sucked the first time. We're not doing that again. You'll just shoot from the boat to um to like put yourself platforms. In. Yeah. Um well no, what it does is like the ship moves itself, and then when you have to anchor, that's when you shoot the thing. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we get her. She says she'll play bass. Now we got to find a uh, a guitarist and a singer. And it just so happens, like, while we're doing this, we're looking for somebody, and it's like, hey, why don't we just try this random uh, music venue poster? 
And uh, when we go to, I guess, the music hall? I don't know where we go. Um, we knock on the door, and maybe you know, but I don't. I have no idea who this person is. Yeah, it's Buzz from the Melvins. So it's Buzz from the Melvins. I knew, I recognized him right away. I'm not a fan of the Melvins. I never have been. Yeah, Buzz Osborne. I couldn't remember his last name. Uh, you, everybody, like you don't, you didn't even recognize the guy. No, his hair is kind of. I mean, I I did look Google search the Melvins after this, and I was like, okay. Yeah, he's a bit of a wanker. In a nice way, and just one of those guys where it's like, hey, kind of done with hearing about punk guys' social views. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he's he's there, and it's actually him, and it's voiced by him. You can tell because holy crap, he is phoning that in. Oh yeah, yeah. Or maybe he's not phoning in. He's just definitely not a professional voice actor. <laughs> Uh, and our character recognizes him immediately and freaks out and like, you know. Yeah, I, you know what game did that better that I don't really care for? What's that? Um, the one with Jack Black there. Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend? Yeah. Because it had all these rock stars in as some, uh, some of them played actual characters. Some were clearly themselves. Right, but it's just like none of it felt phoned in. This is just I don't know. I think the writing in this game is all over the place, and I don't know why because it's not like these. It's not like Insomniac is known for bad writing. Yeah, you know, like even the Ratchet and Clank games were quality. Like I don't fully get it, but this seems like. Like I looked up this game, seeing how it was made. Like kind of just like how did this come to be and. Apparently, just Microsoft offered them money and freedom, and like you get to keep the IP. So they're like, "Cool." And like, I don't know. Again, there's, there's, this is the punchline to something that has. I, I hate being the critical of comedy guy because it's such a subjective thing. But it's like. If you set up the fact that the character is a fan of the Melvins earlier on, right? Even just in small tearaway, like in small cutaways type of thing, like explaining the musical taste, and then like you'd be naming people, and then the Melvins would be in there. Like there'd be something, but like this character has had no musical inclination up until this point. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It was weird. It, 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 yeah, it just comes off as weird. Yeah. There's not even other outside of this track that plays during the mission. There's no Melvin's music in this game. That's what I was assuming. Most of the stuff is original songs, yeah. right? And, and 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 there is some licensed stuff, but the licensed stuff is generally by bands who are uh, lesser known, and some of which are doing original music for the game as well. Yeah, I have. No track in this game have I ever recognized. No, 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 no. I didn't even recognize all. the artists, although some of them I'm going to end up looking at because I did like some of the music. I, I, In fact, I would go as far as to say that most of the music in this game, while it's decent, is generic punk music. Well, it doesn't help. This game works off of the... We haven't really talked about it, but the game works off of the... Um, 
uh, God, there's there's another game that does it too, where the music sort of increases. Uh, Metal Gear Revengeance. Yeah, that's one. There's a couple, but like, um, I want to say even DMC does something like that. Yeah, I want to say DMC did it. Possibly Devil May Cry Five. I haven't played Devil May Cry Five. Uh, you should, but I don't I think so. Um, but yeah, like there, it, it does the thing where the better you do, the more music it adds to the. Like it starts off with its sort of generic groove, then adds guitar, then vocals. Yeah. So a lot of it does sound generic just because most of the time you're not in that full uh, three levels or whatever of yeah. the bar. And, you know, the fourth one is just there. Never, usually not there in terms of getting the bar filled. And then even when you get it filled, it's not like a huge, huge difference. Yeah. But yeah. Like, so it does come off as generic, although in a good way, I I don't know. I like quite a bit of the music. Um, I said like one of the bands sounds like the hives, which I like um, before they decided to go. I don't know what the fuck they did, but they moved away from punk music. Anyways. Um, yeah. It, just, it, it weirded me out. Cause it's like, it, not like creepily, but like it just weirds me out. Like how they wrote this game. There's like no pacing, yeah. Especially towards the l- l- later portions. Well, the, this whole portion right here, I should say, feels rushed. Yeah. What do you do? Like two missions for them? Yeah. Well, it's not even like you mainly just do one real mission for them. The rest of them is just trying to get them to like you. Yeah. And I'm just like, and and it, it, all the missions have nothing to do with them, so you're not really interacting with them much. So you're only interacting with them on basically two missions. The, this this coming mission with the band, and then the final mission. Like this is the the, the second to the last mission in the game. Uh, and, and guess what it is? It's another tower defense. So instead of protecting the vats, you're you protecting to, the amps or whatever amps. it is. And yeah. So, so I thought the DLC was going to have another one because bot set up for it. Yeah, I didn't have to do one. Maybe they uh, learned. I, I don't know, man. At this point, with this one, I had to do it twice. This is the first one I failed. Really, I didn't fail this. I was. I guess I got lucky and I didn't fail it. Now I did lose two amps. No, and my... so I, fa- I failed the first part where you you have to keep the all the amps alive for a short period of time. Right. I definitely failed that because I I know I had to restart. Um. But yeah, the second half was fine. Especially when I realized like, oh, they have to come up these ramps. They're fucked. It ain't yeah. happening. If I knew that one raised, I wouldn't have put stuff where it did. But uh, yeah. Uh, so the, 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 well, I would say part of the Melvins is playing. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest with you during this whole time, I wouldn't be paying attention to the music because there was just so much stuff going on. So, but, uh, they bring the kids, the kids enjoy it. 
the kid also reveals, hey, I didn't have cancer. I just got tonsillitis. I did like the you got played or whatever. Yep. It showed up on the screen next to his head when he turned around. I was like, all right, that was pretty good. But uh, the uh, the cheerleaders agree to help us. So we tried to start to devise a plan of how we're going to do this. We're going to break into Fizco and take them out. And I feel like from the beginning of we got to find the cheerleaders to this point, this plot got rushed really fast. I don't know what you mean. We're going to slowly build a helicopter. Oh, we need to build a ship. Or you need to find Brill Cream. Oh, you need to build a ship. And what if we just rushed in and then you just fought a bunch of guys? And that's it. Yeah. Because this is the final mission in the game. I'm just like, what? This is the dumbest mission. This is the worst mission. This, yeah. This is what you're referring to. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, this is the one. It is. It is so anticlimactic. It's just basically like go into Fizco and kill a bunch of robots. Yep. Just keep grinding on rails. It's going to be chaos. And who gives a shit? Um, you're not doing anything interesting. Everybody else is. Except for the people with you. No. The other people are sneaking in and trying to break into the mainframe. And... It's it's like you're hearing this all through radio transmissions. So you're basically the diversion while everybody else is doing the actual work. And this part you know of the what game, would have been a, you know what it would have been a better diversion, relying on the movement that you've set up in this game that you know works okay, and having to lead. Yeah, making a bunch of robots. Yeah. Yes, but that would require you know more work than just sending hordes of enemies out. Yeah. I want you to take, this is for anybody listening, I want you to take your favorite game and replace whatever the final mission of that game is with just hordes of enemies. You tell me how you'd feel about that. Would it work? Probably not. I think there's one game that ends with hordes of enemies that works and that's Crisis Core. Oh god. You know what I'm referencing? Yeah. Yeah. The only time it's been good. That's because you're not supposed to win. I know. Actually, I think, speaking of Devil May Cry, um, Devil May Cry 3 does that during the credits. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, because you're playing as, I think, Virgil stuck in hell. It's been a long time since I played that. Yeah, it's been a while, too. I cannot remember. I know you do that, but I don't after a special mode or something like that. Yeah. Our game was a weird release too, so I, I honestly don't know if it's in all versions or just a special version. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, like this is the most this game has been. Yeah. I feel like and they and this like I said, this mission, they got real stingy with the healing stuff. I had to restart this probably like three Did or you four times. Not have the amp that gives you extra healing. No. So I no. I had the amp that did that set to the uh pistol. Because I had pistol leveled up to level five and it could one shot most enemies. It's just got low ammo. Alright. So I'm just like, yep, if I need health I pull that out in a pinch and they're more likely to drop. So Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, and uh, like it was to the point where those two giant Fizco bots show up. Uh, I did purchase the um, electric gun. That works great. You're talking the Fizco rifle? No. There is a, a gun that legit shoots electricity that chains two other enemies standing there. And it's a guaranteed stun. And I did not buy that. I yeah. bought the Fisco rifle, and that does them pretty quick. But yeah. it, it doesn't matter because it's not quick enough to make this section go by any faster. No. So after defeating the horde, we get the bright idea of we need to take out the Fisco tower. So, um. There is a giant Fizco bottle uh, on a building, and we are going to hit it a bunch of times to get the overcharge, I guess. They filled it with overcharge for some reason. Yeah, it's filled with overcharge, and you're hitting it so it'll explode, even though that's not where the weak point would be, even if you hit it, it would give at the other end and blow backwards. But again... Let's play fast and loose with anything that I know. Again, this game doesn't make any sense, so it just sounds stupid for me to complain. So I'll just shut up now. <laughs> and uh, they decide we decide to uh, jump on it like a rocket and make another movie reference that I don't think anybody under the age of 30 understands. Yeah, um, like Doctor Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love? <laughs> yeah, now to be fair, it's not. I questioned it. I'm like, this this is clearly a Doctor Strangelove reference, but it never shows it from the angle. No. So I'm like, I, I'm like, this is kind of like half-assed, I think. If 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 my character randomly had a cowboy hat on and started waving it around, yeah, <laughs> then I'd have been like, okay, that's Doctor Strangelove. Obviously, I think that's what they were going for. I, I think so too. But I was just like, eh. The whole time I'm thinking, that's Doctor Strange Love. Also, nobody playing this game will understand that reference, I don't think. I mean, I am because I'm a movie buff. And I am because I know that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, I'm, I, that's actually a really good movie, but. <laughs> I've heard. I've actually never seen it. You need to see that movie. I know. There's a lot of Kubrick films I need to watch, though. Yeah. I'm going to skip uh, Harry London no matter how many t- people tell me that's actually a good movie. It looks boring as shit. What movie? Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon? Yeah. Don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, that's the one he did before The Shining. Ah. Historical drama. Very pretty, I, but it, boy, well, it's, I'm good. That, you know, there, there's, a few, there's a few directors out there that I'm just like, this is really pretentious. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've tried almost everything he's made. David Lynch. I'm sorry. He's not a genius. <laughs> I said he's Tommy Wiseau, but he has um, some quality at like seeing stuff. Like, he's, Tommy Wiseau. He's Tommy like, Wiseau with money. He, like If you took Tommy Wiseau and just took his script, right, had some understanding of the English language. <laughs> yeah. 
right? So you could make complete sentences, but you just had like actual actors acted out and like had someone that knew what they were doing technically the whole time. You would get basically David Lynch's The Room. So like it would just be a David Lynch film because especially with I'm getting off topic, but like if you listen to the listen to read the book The Disaster Artist and don't watch the movie because it's not the same experience. Um the 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 original script for the room had a sequence or, or Tommy was trying to write it in anyways where he rode a motorcycle off the roof. I guess it just fl- flew. I don't I don't even know. Um there's another moment where um uh God the wife character is talking to her mother and at one point they're on the phone and then the conversation ends they're in person but there's been no time jump. It doesn't make sense. It's just weird dream logic. I don't get it. And I'm like, all right, that just sounds like some David Lynch level shit. And people are like, no, David Lynch is actually a genius. And I'm like, David Lynch is really good at being weird. And like, I appreciate that, but let's not, let's not do that. Let's not say that like, he's on the level of other people. Yeah. No. It's like, if you really want weird stuff, cool. But otherwise I don't get it. Send your hate mail too. <laughs> I I don't care. I yeah. will I will say that all day. I've watched a lot of David Lynch movies. I I'm gonna try TV to give shows. Twin Peaks another shot. I own it now. <laughs> it was dirt cheap. It was like thirty bucks for the whole series. So I can't remember what network did Twin Peaks. I think it was NBC. And it was the first season was a phenomenon. People went nuts over it. You know, because it, NBC had a lot to do with it. NBC was like, yeah, do this and you can put a little of your stuff in there, but we need to have a coherent. And then when it blew up and people were like, this is amazing. NBC was like, okay, David Lynch, you know what you're doing. Go ahead and do it. And he did the season two and everybody, and the mass populace is like, what the hell is this? And then they, we see what happened then. Fire walk with me. Wrap wrap it up in uh in a movie that NBC has nothing to do with. Yeah. Uh, moving back to the uh the game at hand and better directors. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we ride that rocket into the Fisco building and then the, the Fis- building comes Fis- down. Yeah, the building comes down and it crushes the main character. And everybody's like, oh, no. They're dead. Your sacrifice was not in vain. And it plays the credits. And then the credits stop. My main character's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, no, we can't end it like that. If we end it like that, NeoGAF will have a field day. I groaned audibly when I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, this is why you don't do references like that, because the way that website burned out, although I'll be honest, the new one's a plague too, but um, <laughs> thing that took its place. Um, Reset era. Yeah, no, it's Resetera bullshit it is. The, the is, that what it's, is that what it's called, Resetera? I, I've, I've heard people pronounce it that way, like it's the proper way to say it. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Live, correction... 
Um, let me see. I would like to. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm trying to look up pronunciation and it said reset era pronouns. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so I don't know how any, but if, there's a debate. Yeah, like Resetera, like etc. Right. Right. But I'm pretty sure it's Reset Era. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I don't go to that site. It's a plague. But it, you know, know. It, your same toxic behavior isn't going to go over well. It's just the guy in charge of. Reset era or whoever's in charge of reset era isn't going to be called out as a creep, I suppose. <laughs> Hold on. Let's all cross our fingers for that because fucking horseshit that happened in the last website. But that that dated this game really bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we rewind the credits, and instead of us being crushed by the rubble, we emerge from the rubble. No, you're missing the best joke. Okay, I'll give me the best joke. Game. So the credits start to roll. Uh, it is a list. First of all, I'm pretty sure it's all fake names. Okay. Um, because I looked at some of them and I'm like, I don't think that's a person. But they they did a thing where it says um, something like uh, credits in order of termination. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's not. It doesn't say it out loud. It's just underneath in brackets in in order of termination. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember this. Holy shit! And then the, the <laughs> your character walks out, and it's like, who thought this was a good idea? And then they just point at a name, and go you. <laughs> like, it's like that. I'm like, this is this is actually okay. I'm like, this is pretty good. Um. Yeah, and then we go back to the game. Yeah. So we uh we emerge from the rubble. We're alive, unscathed, and where's one final hurrah from Fizzco itself? And uh Fizzy emerges as a robot building. Yeah. The Fisco Tower turns into a robot squid tentacle thing. Yeah. And starts running around the city, blowing up everything. So we have to chase it down and attack it. Did your character, did you hear the part where your character complained? Why is it always tentacles? Yeah. Is that a reference or something? I don't think so. I'm not sure. They also referenced that uh, there's always a uh, a weak point on the top. That's fine. That I understood why they did it. Uh, what I don't get is the why is it always tentacles? Because they they did that joke again in the DLC. Why is it always tentacles? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, I, is that, like, is that a snake reference to like Indiana Jones? I don't. The the only thing I could think of was that there's a moment, but I want to say it might have been in the DLC. There's a moment where your character will reference the fact that they are having like tentacle porn dreams. That's the only thing, but it's like it's it's the way the character said it. It sounded like they enjoyed it, so it was like I don't know. 
I have no idea. I just Google search wines. It's always tentacles and nothing popped up except octopus. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This was like fine. This the segment of the game. I, I, what you see, you grind up the arms. You do a little bit of platforming. You shoot. Yeah. Next, next phase. Next phase. It runs away. You have to go through the city some more, reach it, and then attack it again. And then the third time, you fall destroy it. Video game. Yep. And you destroy it. And yay, Fisco has been defeated. Yeah. And, and that's how you end a video game. And then Sunset Overdrive appears and fireworks above the screen in the sky. Or the real credits play, which you can't skip. Actually, there's an achievement for not skipping it. I don't. I don't think you can, anyways. Why would you get an achievement that's that's? Uh, man, I don't know. Zero point three percent of people get, get. Oh, then fuck it. I don't know. Maybe I did skip it. I don't give a <laughs> fucking. Was so done with this game at this point. And then, and then it's stinger. Maybe there'll be a sequel. I hope there isn't. Got so better things to do, Insomniac. You say that, but now you're playing the DLC. Uh, hold on, I'm playing the DLC because I bought the DLC. <laughs> if I hadn't bought the DLC back when I got this game, I wouldn't be playing it. <laughs> but I'm in now, and I might as well just finish this up as much as possible. And you and you send me a message today saying, "Hey, DLC is only fifteen bucks." Just saying. So you want me to join you in your misery? Is that it? No, because honestly, you know what the sad part is? I think at least the one that I've played was better than the game. Because it was... You know what this game needs? A good edit. So how long was the DLC? Maybe two, three hours. Gotcha. So it's probably what? That's like like to clear everything. Yeah. Like I, I did... I got... So they add a new collectible. Okay. UFOs. All right. And um, give me one second. <clears throat> God damn it. Um, and so you, the, what's neat about the UFOs is they can just kind of float places. Uh, like they don't have to be connected to buildings or anything. They can just kind of be in weird spots. Um, and they add some new weapons and stuff. So I was like. Uh, pretty impressed. I'm gonna sneeze again. I swear to God. Um, I was pretty impressed though with like the way the boss fight takes place too. Um, because like you are being thrown into the mouth of the sea creature. Like they add a new thing where like Brill Cream sh- throws you like a missile, and there is some pretty good like over the top action in the DLC as well. Um, it's got one of my favorite missions, which is helping um, Alan Smithy direct get get his funding for his next film. That's a side mission? Yes. And he's, you never see him. He's in the submarine, but he's, you're, you're, you're he's trudged up as an old ship and you're taking its old cargo so he can fund his next movie, and the more he tells you about the movie, the more it sounds like a heaping piece of shit. 
Is it actually him? Well, the Alan Smith, he's not a real person. Well, I mean, but it's they've used it for multiple things, right? Well, Alan Smithy is the name of a director, is the the director that gets credited. Not anymore. There's a new one, but they they credited films to Alan Smithy if the director didn't want his name on the film. So it wasn't like an actual. No, 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 no. So like, let me see. Let me see what some notable films are by Alan Smithy, because the when I saw it, I was like, "What is this?" And it was like, "Oh wow, they are gonna." Do it. Um, here's oh god. Um, appointment with fear. The birds to lands end. Catch fire. Uh, city in fear. Dune. Like the original Dune. Dune. 1984. David Lynch's Dune got credited to Alan Smithy at one point. <laughs> um, return, the the return of David Lynch. Look at yeah. that. Um. Firehouse, the 1997 film. Um, Hellraiser Bloodline. Oh, God. Maniac which one's that Cop one? 3, Badge of Silence. Meet Joe Black. Really? Yep. Didn't Mighty that win awards? The, the first face-off. Um, it, yeah. Alan Smithy is one of my favorite things to look up because is an official pseudonym used by film directors who wish to disown a project. <laughs> it was formally discontinued in 2000. Hmm. Twilight Zone the movie. Well, I can kind of figure out why that happened. Yeah, no, we know who. Ghost Fever. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Fever. That is uh that's a title I forgot existed until I just read it right now. Um Ooh, man. Sherman Hemsley. Yeah, like yeah, so Dune was for the um uh, <laughs> wow. For the ver- uh only for the, uh, Dune, only for the version extended and edited for broadcast television. Um, in addition to Smithy directing credit for the broadcast TV version, Lynch's screenwriting credit goes to Judas Booth, a reference to Judas Iscariot and John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> Holy shit. What the hell? Lynch is freaking weird. Well, that's, this is, this is literally like, oh God, yeah, just, oh, and then there's music video directors too. Oh no. <laughs> I never knew that they used it for music videos. Uh Great. Okay. Anyways, yeah, it so Alan Smithy is a real director in this universe that you are helping fund his movie by like departing up an old ship and stuff. I was impressed with the DLC because there was a good variety of missions too, which I felt like was not the case in the main game. Um Okay, had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, for some reason, this Craig bot decided to say, I'm leaving. I'm done with your Sunset Overdrive talk. And I don't blame him. And I'm kind of done with it, too. Yeah. It ends. It, it ends. The, the The last thing we can talk about is uh, the very end after the credits. It shows somewhere in Sunset City a 
helipad opens up and a whole bunch of helicopters yeah. uh, with Fizco branding crates fly off in the distance. And that's the end of the game. And we will, I am 98% sure we will never see a Sunset Overdrive 2. I don't think it sold well on PC when they brought it over. I don't think it either. So, I mean, that's partially because it was so, at that point, it was years old. Yeah. Um, but even then, like, it's just. Yeah. This 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 game can be summed up like this. <sighs> That's the summary summary of it. Just like I had legit fun with it. Yeah, I think my, the reason why I'm like uh, it's like it, it just there's some disappointing portions of this game where I just go why? I'm not even talking the jokes necessarily of just like why would you, you like? You're really good at forming missions. A lot of this felt like filler. Yeah. That's that's the problem. A lot of the missions felt like filler, like we're just wasting time. And then all of a sudden, bam, rush to the end. Like that 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 was the most polarizing thing for me was just like you know, sure, some of the missions were a little long in the tooth, but then all of a sudden we're ending this game right now. I'm just like, what? Yeah, which I was okay with because I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, pretty much you, done with this game at this point." You, you've seen everything this game pretty much has to offer, you know. Um, but I'm just like, <laughs> "What?" I like the concept of. I'm kind of done playing this game, and the devs going, "Yeah, we're kind of done making it." So, <laughs> like, here you go. I just, I, I don't know. Like, you can probably tell me better than anything, but to, you know, a lot of times. They cut out stuff in the main game to sell you DLC. Does the DLC feel like it could have been pushed no. into it? No. No, like it's so 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 that when I say it's on an oil rig, like you fly out there in a in the helicopter thing, right? Um, for some reason that exists again. So you get to fly out there and you follow Burl Cream, and once you get out there. Like, you're a good ways away. Like, the, the map actually looks like it expands off. Like, uh, I don't think I could get that far until I access the DLC because of where it is. Like, it didn't just add an island in. Like, you had to start the DLC and then the map stretched more so you, we could show you where it is. Because you're in the bottom right-hand corner of the map. Um, again, fair ways away from the main island. Um, could they have cut it? I suppose. Pose, but it it does feel like stuff that happens after the main game, but doesn't feel like it moves the plot forward at all. Right. Um. Yeah. So the second DLC came out in 2015. Oh wow! The mystery of Moil Rig. That's the one I did. Okay. That's that the one sent me to first. That came out less than a month after the game released. Mm, then it was done for. Then it may have been cut. Then for time, the, the yeah. next one came out April first of twenty fifteen. So that was a significant time later, and it's called Dawn of the Rise of the Fallen Machines. 
and this, this the jokes are just rough. <laughs> this DLC adds new content. Takes place at the Fizco Robotics Factory, where the player is on a mission to rescue Sam's old mentors, Lou and Fiona. Buck National is featured in the side quest as a result of Buck National outfit being voted upon when voting was induced. I, you know how you feel about Borderlands? Sure. Yeah, I feel that way about this game. Like, you know, I'm at the point where it's like this, this isn't enough for me anymore. The comedies. The comedy angles, I'm I'm kind of done with, and then, and I know that's kind of ironic because as of recording this, like it was this week, my review for Pumpkin Jack went up, and I gave that a nine point five. Um, one because I think it's a genuinely great game. Um, two because I'm impressed by it being done by one guy and it being as complete and as well made as it is, and three because it's kind of funny. Like it's not like the. I, but I never groaned at the game. Like when I start groaning, like uh, that, I'm I'm having a bad time, and it's like I, I'm I'm kind of done with with games tr- trying to be that. Like I don't know. I find Devil Devil May Cry Five would spoil because you need to play it. Had like the, one of my favorite laugh moments, and like. It's because it just didn't take itself seriously anymore. And not taking yourself seriously is funny enough. Uh, not taking yourself seriously and then making jokes of the fact. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, in, I'm down for that. But, but it felt like this game. It felt like... Um, again, this is, I, I'm shitting on this game. But like this game isn't bad. But like I, th- I think I would have preferred a more serious game. Just made to like made funny by the fact that you can grind on the electrical lines and stuff like that. There's enough there in the physicality of this game and the way it moves and the way the guns work and stuff that is funny enough. The only person that was consistently funny was Floyd. Yeah. Like he had a dream about me at one point. It was, <laughs> I turned into a centipede or something like that. It was weird, and I was like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. But it's like, it, it, I'm like, in terms of like how this progresses any character development. But okay, it's just weird. Am I right with that? <laughs> um, but like everything else, everybody else in this game, I, I would like, even if I laughed, the only time hardcore was funny was doing the mission because you, at first you get the sword, you just smash a bunch of stuff. Then he hands you a crossbow, and it starts with you hitting markers, but then it just exceedingly gets crazier. So there's, you're shooting explosive barrels with this crossbow he gives you, and eventually you start clipping pigeons with with, with the explosions because you're trying to fill up a bar of like how hardcore you are, and uh, you're trying to get to level two or level sorry three or whatever, and you're shooting, and then um. Eventually, UFOs start appearing, and like ships are going over. And with this little dinky crossbow, you're just shooting them down. It's just explosions happening. And it's like, all right, this is pretty good. And then, God, uh, you put on the armor. 
you meet him at the gas station and you have the armor on and you start wailing on each other and you're you're like this sucks hardcore you're not we're not we're not hurting each other and then you blow up the gas station and that's the end of the mission like that was what you needed to achieve was blowing something up with hardcore inside and then he's like you're hardcore by just saying hardcore but i don't know like I, I feel like this this sense of humor was done by the time Borderlands 2 came out, I was kind of like, yeah, I never need any more of this. No, Borderlands 2 was a fantastic. They had they had the enough self-referential stuff in it to make you go, ha ha. And that best, was about it. Best some of the best dialogue came from Handsome Jack. Um, yeah, Handsome Jack has some good lines. Uh, he's got one where he's talking about going into the um, going into Sanctuary from the first game and taking it over and talking about this guy comes at me with a spoon and uh, I grab it from him and I'm scooping out his eyeballs and this kid's crying, daddy. And the moral of the story is you're a bitch. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. I also, um, I think it's, I think it's face McShooty. Yeah, it's Face McShooty, which is my favorite mission in any video game ever. Still, the uh, psycho that wants you to shoot him in the face. Yes, I that's remember. the whole mission. <laughs> You're like, all right. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines in Borderlands it comes from the first game when you're talking about uh, he's talking about Mad Mel, uh, and um, he's like, yeah, Mad Mel, he uh, stole one of my. Or he sold a bunch of my my cars. He said, "I want you to go get them back for me." And said, "While you at it, why don't you go give him a big hug for me?" And by that, I mean, why don't you go murder the crap out of him? All right. And it cuts off, and the, his delivery of that line made me and my co op partner bust out laughing. The, the scooter is the best character that game had to offer. Absolutely. And they killed him off. Yeah. Yeah. To replace him with his sister, who is not as funny. No. She's okay, but she's not as funny. No. Like, she was she was good because Scooter was still there in 2. And so when you, every time you talked to her, he would get weird and defensive. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had sex with her. <laughs> his mom. Yeah. Oh... Uh... Anyway, that's uh that's Sunset Overdrive for you. Um, now last week you started um uh you, you started the email from Dustin. He was mentioning the boat ride. Right. Um. Let's see if I can find that. And you you cut off because you didn't want to spoil it for me, I suppose. Right. So. Oh, I didn't want to spoil sport. it for myself either. Oh, okay. I didn't know you hadn't done it yet. No, I hadn't done it yet. I don't think. Gosh. Where? I have way too many emails. Also, oh, I man. decided to look up, just fill the vo- void. Um, 
Now, I wasn't born in no barn, all right? Well, actually, I was. But all I'm saying is you don't believe people running around talking about some magic door spewing out treasure and the like, all right? <laughs> Fucking scooters. God damn it. Uh. Tales from Borderlands was fantastic. I haven't played it. I need to play it. I own it. Yet you know how it ends. Yep. Because <laughs> it was spoiled. Well, we just spoiled it for everybody here. Yeah, but I mean, you come and you know you're going to get spoilers. I I got it spoiled on something else, and no one was going to tell me it was being spoiled. And I was like, all right, well, I don't know what the rest of the game is, so there's still things that are hidden. Okay, so found it. Uh, says, uh, the escorting the boat to escape the city was probably my favorite part since you're constantly moving around trying to keep the boat filled with garbage while ma- managing enemies. The tower defense were the worst parts. I also liked how they included buzz from the Melvins in the game that was out of the blue. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind him being, and I also don't hate him, but it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm not like a huge fan of the Melvins, and every time I've, every time I hear from buzz, it's never like, about the music anymore. Um, but, uh, I, I just wish they'd, I wish they'd see, you can't say the elephants cause then I think it spoils it too much, but it's like, I don't know. It, it just, that whole mission was really out of the blue as for the, as for the, the boat thing. Uh, he's right. You did have to manage stuff. And that wasn't bad. It was just long. I didn't mind that mission. It was just long, like way longer than anything else you do in this game. And I was like, well, I just wish it was over. That that mission would have been the perfect length had you not had to go down the wrong path for her to turn around and go back. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that in video games. I know I've said that before. I'll just reiterate that is that is terrible design. Like you are making the game. Uh, I, I someone pointed out like when when cartoons do observational humor at what is happening in the cartoon, it doesn't work because everything in the cartoon has been made by them. So how does it work as observational humor? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, I, I would say I was leaning toward I enjoyed this game more than I didn't like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still playing it, so I obviously don't hate it. It's just one of those things where it's like, I think you could have done better. It, it, well, yeah. I mean, Insomniac especially. Um, right now, I'm, what, I'm just going to date this podcast by all the things I'm saying. Uh, right now, I'm still in the middle of writing Watch Dogs Legion review. And I guess spoilers um, for the review. Uh, the It is easier to... If a game is just bad and you know it's going to be bad, there's no disappointment involved. It's just easy to write the thing off. I I think the beginning of this game is strong enough to the fact that like where it ends up, it it, it it's a letdown. And the studio that made it does better work. They did better work before this, and they've done better work since. And um, I don't know. It's like, I feel like you're so like watchdogs Legion. You're so close to something really amazing. And 
I know the team is definitely capable of that. But something, and I don't know what, because it's like I don't make video games, so I'm kind of, you know, just saying this. But, like, I don't know where in the design document you you strayed away from what makes this, what can make this great. Um, you know, I think the punk aesthetic was neat. I think the concept of moving was great. But then your best mission, you only have like three or four missions where the movement felt really good. And yeah. you are, most of the other time, it's grind back and forth on a rail because you can't move away from the enemies too much because you have to stay close to something. Or you're grinding around in a square. And like like I said earlier, when there's no enemies that that, that do the same, that can move the same way you do. There's no real challenge. I know where every, like, as long as I can get above, they can't hit me. They can shoot at me, sure. And, like, the ones that throw stuff are a pain in the ass. But, like, even then, it's just managing them at this point. That yeah. Point, right? So it's like, this game felt a lot, very samey because it never asked you to move through the city other than to get to somewhere else. Um, it, 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 another game that had that issue was um, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I really liked the first Mirror's Edge, but the, the where they just went wrong was making that open world. Like you can only move through the city so many times before it gets monotonous. Monotonous. Yeah. Um. You know, it only works with something like Spider-Man because, and then, funny enough, you know, Insomnia made the last spider-man game uh because spider-man can can clip through large portions of the city in like seconds you know it worked in this game just made me want to play saints row 4 which was out by the point this was made and like saints row 4 does it too because they give you a super high jump and they give you the dash and they give you super speed like this game, you you feel like you're moving slow at times because you're not going in a straight line. You're grinding at a zigzag pattern somewhere. And it's like... It, it, I think that would have been a better thing to save for smaller portions, but then how do you make the city, getting around the city fast without oh, doing the grinding that makes you faster? And I, I don't know. I, I think the concept, but it's like... It, it just falls short in so many places, especially the writing. Holy shit. I feel like you hit, you hit it. Um, it, it, it started off strong because everything in this game was great to a point. As soon as you hit the end of the troop. Yeah. The game falls apart. Yeah. It, it, uh, at that I, point, there's what one I'd say two really unique missions. Like, let's be honest, there's two legitimately unique missions left. And yeah. that is the Excalmune. And that's just because it's chaos. I mean, at that point, it's also very similar to the dog mission, but it's it, it's basically that. Um, and uh, the um, amusement the, park. Storming, yeah, the amusing, uh, the, storm, the storming of the amusement park. 
Yeah. That's that's kind of it. Everything else just is stuff you've done with a new coat of paint. Actually, sorry, the boat. So three. There's three I, things that are new. So I feel like it, it's I, I feel like this this they had a good recipe for a game that should have been more like seven hours, seven or eight yeah. hours rather than 12 hours. I mean, like you're not wrong when you say like you do like one mission for the, uh, cheerleaders. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I feel like they had a, they have a really good idea and it worked really well, but then it overstays its welcome. Yep. You know, the, the traversal is really cool, but you can only do it so many times. The combat's okay, but you can only do it so many times. The reason why the DLC is as good as it is, is because you have to return to the mainland, I think, once, and you can fast travel, of course. But, like, everything's there. It's an oil rig, right? So it's it's not only... You don't have as much width to get through. You're going vertically. Right. And so... When you do stuff like that, it's easier to get around because it's bouncing up instead of moving over long distances to get somewhere to shoot some guys while you're grinding on some rails to only have to grind on rails back to where you came from. Right. That's, yeah. Then I get it. You don't have to do every side mission, which kills, but it's like, it's just, I don't know. I look at something like Ratchet and just where I think a lot of the DNA from this game comes from, not only in the weapons, but the, the grinding on the rails and, and stuff. Um, and they're better games, not only in the gameplay department, comedy department, except for the remake one that was kind of toned back in the sense of the sense of humor, but it's just, I don't know. This, this game is like this really weird, like, I really like the concept of this and the first couple hours were really good. And then a large portion of this game is me going, uh, yeah. Like I shouldn't, I, I don't know how to put this. I should not enjoy the DLC more than the main game. They should enjoy it as much as the main game, but like, if you're eclipsing your own work, unless it adds something completely di- like, you know what I mean? Like, it, unless it's adding like something completely new, but like, this is just more of the same, but the way that they've done it is better. And I ask at that point, like, why couldn't you put that focus into the map is, why is the map in this game so fucking big? I don't. Yeah. There's portions of this map you just don't go into. Yeah, uh, there's portions of this map I never saw. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yep. You That's get really used to the first portion. The, the the first segment you go like you're the first side you're in before you surf across the water. You see all of that, and it's like clear that they put a lot of work into setting up that place. But boy, the, the other side, like you have the harbor, you have the beach, you have the Chinatown slash downtown, and then or you have the Chinatown section, and then you have downtown, which is all the skyscrapers. And boy, do each of those sections just feel like a lot of the same as you go through them. Yep, downtown portion, you were only in it for like maybe an hour. Yeah, 
it's, it's, it's it, like, yeah, like I said, like the, the price this game is now, I mean, it's free on Game Pass, I'm pretty sure. It is. Um, the, like, you can get this game for pretty low price, and that's the price you should have paid for it in the first place. I can't imagine playing full price for this game. I, I feel like I would have been disappointed. I, I don't know, though. I didn't. So I can't say that for sure. I'm pretty sure I paid like 30 bucks for it. And like, that's okay. But. Yeah. Well, there you go. Nice sunset overdrive. But uh, yeah. We are going to uh, take a week off. You're uh, going to take a week off. I'm not joining uh, you for the next one. Yeah. Um, and um, we're going to then move on to. Ever, the Christmas, the Christmas classic. The Christmas classic, uh, <laughs> Dead Space Three. <laughs> Isn't there a snowy section in it? Uh, so I think it's all on a snowy yeah, planet. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I think it's all on a snowy planet. So, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a, a nightmare before Christmas again. Uh, Matt and I are going to be doing a co-op playthrough of it. Um, once he finishes up with NaNoWriMo, but we are going. I'm going to take. We're going to take a week off. Uh, for Phoenix Down. So next week we will not be recording. Um, and then we're going to move on to game 100. Now I do need to announce, uh, Matt has, uh, read Chad's email and he says, that's the way you should say it. Matt has spoken. Matt has spoken. And, um, he agrees we should play. Lost Odyssey. So here's the plan. Lost Odyssey is not going to be game 100. Game 100 will be the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Matt has, Matt really wants to play that game. So what we're going to do is we're going to do Ocarina of Time. Then we're going to start Yakuza with Yakuza 0. Then to break up the Yakuza games, we're going to do Lost Odyssey. So. Um, it looks like maybe around March or April, we may get to Lost Odyssey, but Matt really wants to do it. So that's the plan as of right now. Uh, we do want to do the Yakuza games. Chances are we're not going to do them all in the year. Um, but we do want to get through them. So it may become a, it may become a regular thing that we do a game, then we do a Yakuza game, then we do a game, then we do a Yakuza game. Because I think we're both bound and determined to get through all these games. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But most certainly after Dead Space 3 will be The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, and you can guarantee within the beginning of the year, we will be doing Lost Odyssey as well. So Chad, yes, we will be doing it. I'm sorry. It's not game 100, but I promise you we're going to get to it, but that is going to be it for us. We are going to get out of here. Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're going to take the week off. So there will be no episode next week or, or actually the week after next because this one goes live. Today or well tomorrow. But wow! Then, yeah, Just, it's falling apart on you. Time. I, I'm I'm losing it. 
But uh, yeah, that's it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. I got every time. I This is now twice in a row where I almost said I'm Matt. That's all right. I'm Anthony. And we're out of here. You guys have a great one. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American uh, listeners. And uh, we'll be back with the beginning of Dead Space 3.